0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 488 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. I'm Todd along with Joe. How are we doing today, Joe?
1: Inch closer to that big episode 501. Not so much five hundred, but five hundred one being the more important uh, episode. That's when we reach out to the Rob to see if he wants to be on the show,
0: Mm -hmm, and I'm sure he'll graciously accept.
1: Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Let me
1: see. How many weeks is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So it's gonna be like the first week of May. Mm. when that comes around so hmm maybe we'll run into the rob between now and then at some point
0: who knows you know May day that's what it'll be with rob
1: mm-hmm. so what do we got on the show this week todd
0: in uh news we have late books and not just from the company joe likes to bash but the other one <laughs> Um, also, the return of uh, Grading on You, uh, Grading Stuff with CGC labels, old and new. And also, CGC, Can We Get a Witness? Um, we have uh, Con News, free digital books and sales. What we read last week, which was both the Dead Deadpool The End, number one, and Thor, number two. What we're looking forward to this week, I believe we have a Art Attack and... Ooh yes the return of art attacks i guess and also at the end spoiler filled talk of only the time travel show doctor who everything else was on hiatus for a week again
1: right but isn't a flashback this week as we record
0: yes and i believe uh ledges of tomorrow is back too i believe it's the double whammy on uh record night
1: that's all right i can accept that that's that's okay those are good things i like that right So let's get right into it, of course, uh, with the discussions. And we're going to, you know, obviously, this seems to be something that just kind of is a burr under our saddles. And by our saddles, I mean my saddle. Right. And I make it Todd's problem by discussing it on the show.
0: (laughs) Right. Where I make uh, problems for you with other stuff. So it works out in the end.
1: Yes. Uh, So a bunch of trades, nothing being canceled uh, but more so this week in the update at DC, things that were previously canceled are now being resolicited. Whether it be the previous Absolute uh, Swamp Thing Volume 2, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Long Halloween, uh, A Joker Thing is getting another printing, uh, Batman The Man Who Laughs collection, but the Batman Long Halloween on its 13th printing
0: that's that's got some legs man
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would have assumed that they were so confident in that book when it first came out they would just be like yeah we're just gonna print a million of these and we know they'll all sell
0: i don't know i guess maybe they just that little jeff Loeb. they didn't know back then Tim i sell guess
1: too. mm-hmm mm-hmm but the real reason for this of course is uh Inferior 5 continues to be late and late and late. Uh was originally uh, issue 5, uh, well first of all it was supposed to be a 12 issue uh, maxi series. Then it got changed to a 6 issue mini series. Then issue 5 was 2 months late. Uh issue 6 is still on the schedule for 2 weeks after that first week of March. Whether or not that gets changed is still to be seen. Uh, but this just further cements in my mind the fact that this is going to get solicited as a collection and canceled.
0: What this, in my mind, has cemented the fact that it will get solicited, never canceled, will come out perfectly on time. I
1: have no doubts in my mind. Oh boy, we're we gonna take some bets on that one, or not?
0: Oh well, you know we can go to Johnny Luke's or whatever for if if whoever loses Johnny Luke's all right that that steak and cheese place at the casino
1: oh my goodness i'm stopping there thursday
0: i bet you are
1: but so i i don't know well i
0: think we'll see six i don't even know if it'll ever get traded to tell you the truth
1: yeah this this definitely feels like a book that dc is trying to get off the books asap
0: right they have like they have commitments that they just don't want to cut you know what i mean Yeah. Uh, So, but I do think, I I do think we will see six, but we will not see. I don't even think it'll get solicited and canceled. I don't. I think it'll just not be solicited.
1: I I definitely think they'll give us the tease of a solicitation and a cancel,
0: right? Just to see the test of of final order cutoffs and then go no, no, thank you.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it like how they do the you know, we get the preview of previews and the solicitations and stuff, like the Friday before the catalog comes out, Mm -hmm. that we're aware of it Friday before the catalog comes out. We have the catalogs physically in our hands on Wednesday, and then that following Friday, they cancel the solicitation of it.
0: That's That's a strong possibility.
1: Like, I could see it being... Like solicited and then canceled in the same week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so we have to, you know, in the interest of fairness, of course, with DC, it looks like a bunch of stuff that was previously canceled for whatever reason is now back on the schedule. And, you know, sadly, in Fear of Five, only Todd and I are the ones who care about that. (laughs) It keeps slipping and slipping further. I would not be remiss if I did not mention what's going on over at Marvel. As we had mentioned many, many moons ago when this book first came out, I said that this book is never coming out. And that would be the J.J. Abrams and his kid Spider-Man book. Uh, Issue four and five, we have the first three issues out. Uh, Issue four was originally solicited to come out December 11th. Uh, It is currently scheduled for the 8th of April. (laughs) uh issue five which was originally scheduled for the end of january uh is now the end of may uh both books being four months late when this book was originally solicited i said this book will never finish it'll just keep going and going and then eventually it'll never end like they'll we'll never see the fifth issue i
0: think we will this is Mm -hmm. the one that i'm i'm digging my heels on i think i'm gonna be right on this one joe right I th- I think we'll see. Like I said, if it was just J.J. Abrams, I would say no because I don't even think it's J.J. Abrams writing the book. I think it's him using his cachet to get the kid some some oh, work and papers. So the kid the kid will get around to it. He'll do it when he's done hacky sacking or whatever he's doing. I don't know. Isn't this whatever kid they, in school currently? I think so. He might. Yeah, maybe he has to wait till summertime to get those scripted. It's cutting into his his maths and his uh, gym class. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a there's a thing called Solomon Kane, right? I don't know what that is. It claims it's from the original Marvel years. Solomon a-
0: Kane. Solomon Kane's a character who was created by uh, Robert Robert E Howard, who did Conan, and he's like a Puritan, I think, oh. who goes around hunting. Like this is like in like you know this 1500s, 1600s. I don't know what year it would be for him, and he would like hunt down. You said Solomon Kane, right? So I've got I this Then yeah, that's what he does. Like with a with a flintlock and hunts down. I don't know if it was like uh, like demonic things or whatever. But he's a famous. He's not as famous as Conan, but he's a, he's a semi famous Robert E Howard character. They made movies about him and stuff like that. So I know who it is at least. Mm-hmm. But you were saying sorry.
1: Uh, The omnibuses, that is slipping by two weeks. Uh, The collection of that recent History of the Marvel Universe miniseries is slipping by a month. But the only one I want to mention and kind of just, you know, I'm just going to scratch my head a little bit about. Because we just got the April solicitations like two weeks ago. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's when all the Empire stuff was coming out. And they have an Empire handbook that was coming out with it. The Empire Handbook was supposed to be coming out at the beginning of the month before all the Empire books came out. Now it's moved to the end of the month after a bulk of the Empire books come out. That what I feel is though is that's less of like, oh, it's late in that we need to have that come out after a certain book comes out. Like if it comes out before a certain book comes out, there'll probably be a spoiler of some kind in it.
0: I agree unless it's a someone really cause it's a handbook that to me, that's the, like the Marvel universe or the who's who kind of, a yeah. Um, that somebody really screwed up a power or something like that. Like got something comp- like, like editorial completely missed the boat on something. Like you said, or it says like, Hey, when you know, Wolverine becomes the emperor of the universe, you know, in in his uh, bibliography or whatever. That's, like you said, there's a huge spoiler. That's the two things that immediately went to my mind when, when they said this was going to be late. hmm
1: So, again, we'll see how that one goes. Of course, the main one that we'll be keeping an eye on is that J.J. J. Abrams and Son Spider-Man book that I still feel will never be coming out. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the return of a newer segment on the show, uh, entitled Grading on You, uh, where we discuss the world of comic book grading and all the different companies therein. Of course, the big dog and all this <laughs> is CGC themselves. Mm-hmm. And they had a busy week this week, as, of course, it, it's the beginning of the year, so now is the perfect time to choose the new marvel custom labels that you can get on your graded books right for an extra five dollars uh you can get uh these different marvel things or you know walking dead ones so on one hand i have to say if you can't beat them join them i guess mm-hmm. uh walking dead and marvel going along with this but then on the other hand i doff my john cena cap to dc for not getting involved with this yet yet now i put my john cena cap back on and scoff because i see a majority of these marvel and uh walking dead labels are all just repurposed art sure except Uh, for right uh except for the deadpool one which at the very least makes it into a joke where it's Mm -hmm. Deadpool holding up a sign saying 9.9, please. Yep. And that's fun. I I like that. It makes me smile.
0: But I think it's going to be, well, it says 9.9 on the cover, so it must be a 9.9.
1: No, no, it's not on the sticker or whatever. You know, it's not on the extra sticker that we put on. Mm. And just in case, Todd, they do have a limited quantity of the 2019 Marvel uh labels on reserve just in case if you want some of those while supplies last because you can't just reprint things out anyway
0: (laughs) well no these make them collector's
1: items joe so the extra five dollars to have a picture of negan on your sticker does that add to the resale value of the book like are we going to go down the rabbit hole of looking at a 9.6 Walking Dead number one that's priced differently than a 9.6 Walking Dead number one that has a Negan sticker? Or is it like this, depending on the sticker, is going to de- depend on the future grading of this book? hmm I-, I don't
0: know. That scares me. Because that scares
1: me, too. That's why
0: I bring be- it up. Because then, can you imagine if if a company was not, you know, not as, as, uh, uh, believable as, as CGC decided to go, well, we hear that the ones with the Frank Miller Wolverine, uh, 9.8 goes for $500 more than like, then you're really going to have a problem. Like, but I, I don't know, because I can't wrap my head around CGC cause I don't own any CGC that wasn't given to me. Um, gotcha. or- Or I do have one or two really old books that I was buying off of eBay that I was like, all right, I'm not buying this to read. I'm buying this because it was the second appearance of Dr. Doom. I could read that in a thousand reprints. I don't trust people. Like, for what CGC is supposed to be for, all right, I'm going to buy a 4, Fantastic Four number 6, 4.0. I know what I'm getting but i never i could never wrap my head around like it's a 9.9 9, so it's this book is worth more to me it's there's a mint i don't know I, there's a mint price for it in, the, in in online and in uh in guides and whatever i don't know how a 9.9 9 makes it even a better book either it's mint or it's not <laughs> you know what i mean right i don't know i get all worked up over cgc
1: so uh, we would be remiss, of course, not to mention the uh, Book of the Month, the featured Book of the Month over at CGC, which is Wolverine Number no. 1, the limited series by Chris Claremont with uh, Frank Miller Art, which is the inspiration for one of the new Marvel 2020 labels. Right. And I
0: like that it has a little claw mark over the number. That's even better than the 9.9, 9, please, because it's like Wolverine blessed this book. Mm-hmm. Like look, look at that! I'm, I, you know, I'm just blessing all these CGC books.
1: Now, remember a, a couple months ago they did the deal. Now that's what I thought this was, because mm-hmm. uh, remember a couple months ago they did the deal where uh it's like, hey, if you send in this book, uh that's close to having this many done. <laughs> We're gonna like give you like a special deal on it, where you're gonna get like a special sticker or a special grade that no one else is getting. And I thought, oh, maybe that's why they're choosing this Wolverine book to be the book of the month. Mm-hmm. And no, it's just like to continue to promote their own um, opportunity with these stickers.
0: Yes, definitely opportunities. All around. right, but uh, what I was trying to say before, and I and I muffed the the punt, was uh, he's the best at what he does, and what he does is great comic
1: books. <laughs> I wouldn't let Wolverine hold my Gem Mint 10 uh, copy of his first issue of a, mi- a miniseries. I don't know. He can make it a die-cut cover,
0: Snickety Snick Boom Boom, and it's worth oh. more.
1: No, thank you.
0: No, thank you. When are we going to get the Longbox Heroes labels for, from CGC? With me and you on, the, on, <laughs> on it, drawn by the great artist Tom Derenik, and we could charge we, we could give them five bucks to put it on each copy.
1: Well, I think a way that we can at least get our foot in the door <laughs> is that CGC has an application form to be a witness. Hmm. So uh, CGC is looking for diligent workers who have strong customer service skills, an ability to multitask, and attention to detail. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to reserve my remarks until the end. <laughs> uh, prospective witnesses need to be physically capable of working long hours on their feet mm-hmm. so uh they have an application that i'm going to fill out here on the show to see if i can uh get uh hired as an uh, as a witness
0: hey as long as the battery holds out on my jazzy i can i could do the con all day
1: so it says well let's see let's see if i'm going to fill this out because i didn't read this before we began it says must yeah. be at least 18 years or old check uh, you must be able to pass a criminal background check. Well, I can pass it. That's you right. must be physically able to provide service in high pressure situations, walk long distances, and stay on your feet for extended period of time. Mm. We'll come back to that one. <laughs> right. You must possess complete legal capacity to enter uh into an independent contractor agreement with CGC and do so without violating the terms of any other agreements to which you currently are or have been a party to. Ooh, so I'll be like a world wrestling entertainment superstar. I'll be an independent contractor.
0: Let me ask you a question really quick, Joe, so I know where I stand here. PGX never got back to us,
1: right? Uh, PGX did contact me back and say, hey, uh, we read your email, we'll get back to you. I'm like, okay. All
0: right, so then we haven't signed anything, so right. we
1: nothing's in, there. We have an offer. We have an offer, outstanding, but nothing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you must not currently be or have a history of being an owner, agent, representative, or employee of a business involved in the grading of collectibles and or the authentication of signatures. See last question <laughs> uh, if you meet the minimum requirements set forth above the minimum requirements, <laughs> oh, I can stand for a long time if there's a wall nearby. <laughs> Please answer the questions below to the best of my ability. There are no right or wrong <laughs> answers.
0: I would just like to say, can they turn me down for not being able to stand? Isn't that against my law? Like, isn't that illegal to do that?
1: Yeah, we can get them on some sort of like uh, Citizens with Disability Act or something.
0: Right. Okay. I have a bad heart. You can't. You can't exclude me.
1: Right now, bear in mind the minimum requirements that last one said you must not currently be or have a history of being an owner agent representative or employee of a business involved in the grading or collectibles or and or the authentication of signatures first question are you an owner agent or representative (laughs) or employee of a business involved in the comic book industry Now it says there's no right or wrong answers i think if i say yes to that That's the wrong answer.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm going to also click no, which is already clicked for me, so that's good. I don't have to – I get winded easy, so I I don't have to press no.
1: Luckily, I'm sitting down for this. Right, right. Are you or any of your relatives a CGC authorized dealer? No. No. Are you a CGC Collector Society member? Now, that's pre-filled in yes. That's pretty presumptuous. Mm -hmm. I'm not
0: either am i so i'm clicking no
1: right now have you ever submitted either directly or through an authorized dealer collectibles to cgc for certification no i have not no i have not now it says if yes so you have to go over there and say no for the other question um it says are there any comic book conventions that you attend on an annual basis yes yes
0: wait a minute what ones do you attend on a a yearly basis
1: I think Baltimore, <laughs> right. Comic-Con, mm-hmm. uh, Scranton. Oh, boy. Those two. Are yeah, you interested to... in opportunities to witness at conventions or events that would likely require air travel? Absolutely, if you're paying. <laughs> I yes. Fill out all my information here. What is my phone number? My email. Please include relevant skills and background.
0: I can make a sound like the Predator. Does White? that count?
1: <laughs> Rory Calhoun. <laughs> I'm very adept <laughs> standing. And walking. Also, I can tell signature from no signature. <laughs> there's a dis- there's a distinct difference there. <laughs> That's right. I can tell the difference. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I oh, carry oh, my oh. own. Sh- I also, carry my
0: own sharpie.
1: I like stickers. <laughs> Boy it was very serious yes. like <laughs> all right i hit submit todd
0: oh my goodness yes i filled mine out and i'm i can't type fast enough to put my name and last name so i'm gonna i'm gonna put save and then i'm gonna come back and submit after we've we're done recording so
1: all right, so that covers the grading on you segment this week. I'm sure there'll be more in the near future. Let's go over to conventions happening this weekend. And after a couple weeks of either no or few conventions, we're back on the trolley. We got a bunch of stuff going on this weekend. We have Fan Fair with an E at the end, New York, that uh, has Neil Adams, Klaus Jansen, and David Mezichelli, Mezichelli sure okay uh we have the charlotte Mini Con, which tricked me because it takes you to like char like a uh, heroes con for charlotte like it takes mm-hmm. you to their website but you have to like dig around to find the correct link so this is like the this is like the preview con for heroes con you know right uh but adam hughes sanford green and brian stelfreeze will be there brian stelfreeze he was like that uh big painter from the 90s right yes Uh, The Lehigh Valley Comic Convention, the Greater Lehigh Valley, Uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez will be there, and uh, we've talked at length, Todd has had many interactions at many conventions with uh, Mr. Garcia Lopez, so uh, if only I had some sort of way to track down what episodes we talked about that on, but they were all positive and really good he's one of the
0: nicest creators you'll ever meet um if you get a chance to 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 go see him you know especially at a small con i can't imagine him having huge line like he does at the bigger cons but legend
1: so and uh lastly the big lick comic-con in roanoke virginia uh where graham nolan uh batman artist extraordinaire and bob mcleod are going to be there Ooh. So all the links to all of those are going to be uh, in the show notes, of course, along with uh, links to the soon-to-be-named network at soon-to-be-named network.com, soon-to-be-named where you can find all the shows in our fun network of like-minded individuals. I'm seeing a lot more networks are coming out like this uh, that kind of have adapted our model where it's less of, like, oh, go search for this thing on your podcatcher and they're all there, and more so, like, here's a landing page, here's links to all the things, uh, you know, whatever. I, I like our way of doing it, where it's, like, the rolling thing of, like, here's the new episodes, here's people right. appearing on other shows. Me appearing on other shows have been delayed for a variety of reasons, but when yeah. those do happen, I will let everyone know, of course... Uh, you can, of course, anytime any of the shows, uh, as mentioned, come up, whether it be this show, uh, whether it be Long Box Heroes After Dark, where we talk about a range of topics everywhere, everything from the taxes to The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Did you know, Todd? No. That professional wrestler Erwin R. Shyster, otherwise known as IRS, mm-hmm. is the father of The Fiend Bray Wyatt.
0: So then that makes him the father of the greatest wrestler ever, Bo Dallas?
1: Uh, I guess we can mention Bo Dallas as well. (laughs) Right. Uh, So there's discussion of those things, uh, plus others, of course. Uh, We have Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, Wednesday Night War, Final Wrestling Place, and the newest addition to the soon-to-be-named network would be Wings on Wings where Brett and DJ of the aforementioned Wednesday Night War, Michelle, who's taking over Wednesday Night War, (laughs) and previous special guest star on Wednesday Night War, my good friend Doug, are talking about, from the very beginning, every episode of the TV show Wings while eating wings in various hot sauces. Right. The first episode just came out this past Monday, I think they're going to be shooting for the episodes coming out on Tuesdays. I know uh, DJ has been bouncing around through different pod support things. So, you know, as he updates links, I will keep them updated, of course. Follow them on social media and or dot com for whenever and wherever those shows pop up. Yes, sir. So, also over in the show notes, we have digital sales and freebies. There's a bunch of stuff that's left over from the last couple weeks as mentioned. The uh, Valiant having a sale on Quantum and Woody. IDW having a sale on Star Wars stuff. Image having their Best of 2019 sale. And thematic ones for books being released this week. Marvel is having a sale on Ant-Man books. They're also having a separate sale on X-Men Fantastic Four books. And... Mm. DC is having a sale on Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn stuff because of the new Harley Quinn movie that kind of sort of has the Birds of Prey in it as well.
0: Mm, Interesting. Synergy.
1: Yes. I like when that sort of thing happens. And also, I would be remiss not to mention this here. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out on Wednesday, Marvel now has official social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter, for their Marvel Unlimited subscription service nine dollars a month whatever it is and it gets you you know a good chunk of their back catalog let's say 90 percent of their back catalog on a delay of about six months so you know right now you'd be getting october's books let's say okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's how they keep it up so to uh commemorate the new social media accounts uh for marvel unlimited on facebook and twitter It's just Marvel Unlimited, of course. It's how you would find it. Uh, All day Wednesday, they are doing an hourly trivia contest. And by getting the question right, you are entered into a drawing to get five-year subscription to the Marvel Unlimited service.
0: Ooh, that's a good deal.
1: So, hey, you know, if you're not doing anything, check the Facebook, check the Twitter. You know, if it's a question you know, throw the answer you got nothing to lose yeah and everything um, to gain who doesn't it's... like free comic books and especially like i know a lot of people um who have that marvel unlimited service and love it mm-hmm. and i know many many years ago we had decried it just because of um just random books missing right. And of course it's not perfect uh but uh it's definitely uh you know a great way to catch up on the marvel history yeah
0: give it a try and especially if you win it for free oh that's good to go
1: exactly so like i said all that information will be in the show notes uh accompanying this episode over at longboxheroes.com todd let's get into the books we read from this past week
0: Right, I'm going to start out with a book we both read, which was Thor number two, uh, written by Donny Cates, art by Nick Klein. Basically, after the events of Thor number one, um, uh, Galactus shows up in Asgard all busted up, and he sputters some words out, and Thor looks into it and he finds out it was what maybe destroyed the last universe because Galactus is from the universe before and he survived. Comes into this one, and it may be that thing that destroyed it, so the surfer tips off Thor that there's these planets that he's he knows that can superpower galactus to maybe fight off these 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 thing, whatever's coming so Galactus ends up making Thor his herald and they go off to to find these planets. this one's inhabited Thor doesn't want him to destroy it because there's people on it and him and Thor Galactus and Thor may have words about it and they, they go back and forth and maybe they pummel each other for a little bit. And we find out that uh, Thor has plans to help the people on the planet Um at the end, I don't want to say too much about how that who wins, who loses. Then at the end, another character shows up who has a beef with Galactus, and I'm, I'm looking for like I, I'm really enjoying everything I read about this book. I love the look. I love uh, the cosmic Thor, the the Herald costume. Uh, I really like this
1: issue a lot. Right. So we didn't want to give away the big spoiler, of course, from issue one and here we are issue two and it's right on the cover of course regarding what's going on in this i wish and again it's one of those things where i was surprised but i shouldn't have been surprised because i was expecting a thor book and we did get a little bit of thor stuff Mm -hmm. but it was more so of you know, a story that we've seen so so many times before in the past of a Galactus or Silver Surfer-type character where Thor has this completely different mindset, this con- completely different whatever, and now he is the Herald of Galactus. And, you know, the being the Herald of Galactus carries a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. And just because Thor has been a hero his entire life when you show up on a planet and you are the herald of galactus and galactus is in your horizon as a planet you may as the herald not get the most welcome uh the warmest welcome from the inhabitants of said planet right and i really like that bit of course with thor having to deal with how that fe- felt right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the book already right off the right off the rip two issues in has in a good way subverted my expectations of what i was expecting from this book i felt it was going to be you know i thought just based on the cover the early art that we saw that it was going to be a little bit more Mm superhero-y and it's not but it's more cosmic-y than i would have expected
0: Right, and Cosmic Me, cosmic is my bag, so I was really happy to see that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm down with that, and I, I love all the things they've done with it, and especially, like you said, all the baggage that comes with being a Herald, um... You know, a lot of a lot of the other heralds were like, "Oh, I'm in this in this to save my planet, or whatever their reasons were to do it." And Thor's like, "Well, I want to save Asgard, but I'm also not going to be your lackey the way all the other, you know, heralds were." And that great on, you know, Galactus doesn't like to hear no. <laughs> so I I, I I find that fascinating. So I look forward
1: to more of that. Right. So definitely recommend. I, I definitely recommend this book. Starting out on a good foot forward, I would say. I totally agree. And there's little, there's maybe half a page of a reference, a nod, an homage to the previous run before it. And it's not like it's going to ruin what you're currently reading. They give you what you need to know in that when Thor attempts to be Thor, attempts to be, Thor, attempts to be the hero in the face of Galactus. Right. Okay. One thing is a side note about this book. So I pick it up. And it's, you know, normal price, a normal book is $3.99, and feels a little thick, and I come to the cliffhanger ending, no spoilers, and I'm like, there's a lot more left in this book, what's going on with this? And then they did something that Marvel used to do, and they haven't done in quite some time, and I'm glad that they did it, is they give you a full, like, 12-plus page preview Of the upcoming Strange Academy book, Mm -hmm. uh, which comes out in a couple weeks, spinning out of whatever's going on in Doctor Strange. It's essentially the pitch for it is like, oh, what if like Doctor Strange did like a Harry Potter school or something? Right. So that is a high concept sort of thing. And Marvel having enough faith in the book to have it be in, you know, the back material of, I would probably say what... The second issue of maybe their best-selling book of January. I don't know if it was originally planned to happen that way, but I'm glad that it did, and I hope that Marvel does this more often. Right.
0: I don't know. I don't have the sales number, but it's got to be up there for Thor. Yeah, I
1: would assume You know, Thor's a hot hand, Donny Cates is a hot hand they're you know moving some numbers you know and a lot of times like the numbers on a two may not be as high but you got one and two in the same month so one would assume that the numbers were relatively close
0: right yeah so yeah i like i i agree with you i do like when they do they give you a little something for free you know right use the big
1: uh, books to prop up the small books yes So the other book, uh, that I read from this past week was Deadpool, the end, uh, written by Joe Kelly with art by Mike Hawthorne. And, uh, Marvel has done this in the past where it's the final story of X, whomever your favorite, uh, character is in the Marvel universe from Deadpool to other. Mm -hmm. So the bulk of this story is Deadpool in an argument with his daughter his daughter who is now an 80 plus year old person and Deadpool's grand scheme is if he kills death who is who he has been in a romantic love triangle with Thanos over dating all the way back to the Joe Kelly run back in 1997 on this book that if he kills death his daughter will not die and that's why he's doing this this is a Deadpool story with all the jokes and the gags, and the references, and the shenanigans, and the nonsense of a love of a father for a daughter.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's a very sweet and touching tale that ends up with uh, Deadpool uh, having his daughter be the one that kills him, so he dies before she dies at the end of things, and through a loophole, he becomes the new ruler of hell. (laughs) So Todd, maybe you didn't like that ending.
0: No, I like some of the other endings that they did. I may have read this too, Joe.
1: Oh, you did? I thought you said you, I thought you had said at the beginning that uh that the book that both of us read was uh, Thor.
0: I know I was I was lulling you to a false sense of security, Joe. Oh, you did. So yeah.
1: then they do a whole bunch of like one-hitter page gags or two-hitter page gags where Deadpool does everything from like putting a protective bubble around Miami Beach and kind of, like, ruling things there. Two different ones where he joins the Avengers and is romantically linked uh, to Carol Danvers. Uh, Another one where he and Cable finally succumb to an army of Deadpool Wolverine Cable clones. Um, Another one where just simply, like, the atomic bomb goes off and he's the last one there to see it. Uh, But, Todd, you would have to think that my favorite one was the one that was a rib on dc what that (laughs) one was
0: a bridge too far joe
1: i i can't believe and i'm like i'm not saying like oh my goodness they did these crazy things but i don't know that's kind of pretty crazy to take like such blatant shots at like both look and dialogue and critiquing the current like whatever's going on over at DC in a Marvel book. I can't remember the last time that I've read something like this in a Marvel book or like a DC book that takes shots at Marvel.
0: Uh, I've read it. A, I mean, I don't know how the last time cause I don't have any in my brain, but I remember what the John Byrne take Pope when he was taking, making fun of it himself. Uh, for doing Superman and the FF and and Superb Man fought in what the I remember all those uh, characters from Justice League International that came over from that other universe that had like blue uh, I can't a uh, blue Jay and they were all they were all takes on Marvel characters um, and they would make fun of them there, it's always been to 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 uh stan lee being uh funky flashman there's a history of it it's just i can't remember the last time that they've done it recently but they probably have
1: right so maybe you have read it but there's a two-page gag in here where they really poke fun at like i don't know like everything dc from oh. the movies to the ongoing storylines to the look, how everyone's the Joker. They even throw a couple jabs in there at The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this issue was great, but I'm coming in as a dyed-in-the-wool uh, person who believes Joe Kelly is the only one who writes a good Deadpool. So I I freely admit that I have a huge bias regarding this. And I always point back to when Deadpool was, you know, we had five ongoing series at DC or at Marvel at one point, and they fudged the numbers a bit. And was it Deadpool 900 or Deadpool 1000? It was, I think it was, wasn't Deadpool 1000 and they went backwards? Something like that. It was, because it, it's Deadpool, you can kind of play fast and loose and do whatever you want. But it was this huge, giant book, jam-issued, issue all these things. But the main story was written by Joe Kelly, with art by Rob Liefeld, arguably the two most related characters to Deadpool over his whatever-storied career. And in the entirety of the book, Deadpool is driving around a truck that has a giant foot on the top of it. If that's not meta commentary on <laughs> the Rob, I don't know what the is.
0: Right. Um, I read the book. It was a story, so I'll give you that. You know Ugh. uh it, you know, he was he was he was Deadpool. I have a couple of problems with the book. One, he didn't curse, so that's no good. Ugh. Um Two, two, you said uh, Rob Liefeld and Joe Kelly are probably the most associated with, you know, with Deadpool. I would say the old double R is probably more associated with Deadpool now, but that's just my opinion. Um, I did like them. I, there was a couple gags that I liked. I did like them bricking up the fourth wall and I'm like, there you go. Now I don't have to listen to Deadpool no more. So I'm good. I don't, I never got Deadpool and he was never my thing. And I always was annoyed when he showed up in a book that I read. So, yeah, I just, I read this hoping that I would, would enjoy it and get the Joe Kelly thing. But I, I think because I wasn't a fan, like, I'm like, oh, his daughter's 80 years old or 90 years old. He has a daughter. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of gags were completely lost on me. So
1: right and the daughter stuff is relatively new stuff that his stuff that popped up after the joe kelly run but it's been around longer than the joe kelly run mm-hmm. so i i get why they included it you know mm-hmm.
0: so there you go so does that mean there's no more deadpool comics ever because this was the end
1: no no that's not how it goes oh, here's hoping So that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern time or so, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Uh, Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you're hoping to win that five-year subscription to the Marvel (laughs) Unlimited thing, and then you're going to look forward to the book in six months. However it is that you get your books, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out uh and be prepared now todd and i attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week uh early in the year i have a lead over todd with two correct guesses over him uh so todd let's see what you could do here
0: right i'm looking over your list now i don't know does hawkeye freefall the second printing count because you didn't read it right it it counts, counts. Okay, it counts then looking at your list is the book you're looking forward to most Hawkeye freefall number one second printing
1: it is okay uh kind of a light week, kind of books uh either in the middle uh of runs or at the end of a run like Gideon Falls is, and I'm a little bit behind in Gideon Falls to be completely honest with you mm. um. So yes, Hawkeye Freefall number one second printing is the book I'm most looking forward to coming out, so that I could talk, uh, so I could read issue two, which came out last <laughs> right. week. Right. <laughs> so, uh, looking at your list, Todd, I have some questions. Okay. What is Crimes of Passion?
0: That is one of those giant, like nine ninety nine anthology books. That's just a bunch of. I'm not sure whether they're in continuity, but I think they're actually just Elseworlds, more Elseworlds, um, love stories.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the Valentine's Day gimmick. Right. Sure, okay. Uh, Who is the writer on X-Men Fantastic Four? Chip Zdarsky, I believe. I'm going to say that's the book you're most looking forward to coming out this week, X-Men Fantastic Four number one. It is the book I'm looking forward to most coming
0: out because oh, yeah. uh Chip Zdarsky was doing the Marvel two in one, which I really enjoyed. And I was always said, like, as much as I, you know, Dan Slot's a great writer. Um, I thought he did a really good job with Ben and 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 human torch and all that stuff. And I was hoping that he would get the nod to do a fantastic four book and he didn't it went to dan slot so i'm hoping to see what i would have gotten um with that and i guess i can block out the x-men stuff as i
1: read it if i have to i i think this is more if i know uh, if i apply like a little bit of information that i know that i've gleaned from this mm-hmm. uh that this is more of a franklin Richards story
0: right Yes, and it's I,
1: the X-Men and the Fantastic Four fighting over who Franklin Richards belongs with.
0: Right, his his blood family mm-hmm. or on an island that uh only mutants can go to.
1: Hmm. I wonder who the courts are going to side with. Now, I feel as though this is a story that we've uh dredged up at least twice before in the last 25 years. So we were due. We were due.
0: Eh. Please that's the least amount of two times in twenty five mm-hmm. years. Go to your precious d c that Deadpool likes to make fun of. How many times have they told Superman's origin in the past couple years
1: uh it's been, listen it's been a while it's, it's been o- maybe it's been maybe about eight years since the last time
0: doesn't it doesn't it get played in Doomsday clock? Isn't that his origin basically told over and
1: over and over again? but was doomsday Clock real?
0: Uh, I have all 12 copies, so it's real. And 5G's coming right
1: out of it. Well, we're, again, when 5G rolls out, we're primed for another Superman origin tale. So here we go. Uh, yes. See, when I think of Superman origin tale, I think of like a, a separate mini series, or it's part of the Superman-like ongoing book. We're like, oh, we're going to take a break from the Superman ongoing book. And take four to six issues to retell Superman's origin. Or, oh, it's a new number one. Uh, You know, people might not know who this Superman is, so we got to spend the first three to six issues retelling his origin.
0: Well, Doomsday Clock falls under the the miniseries, so there you go. Uh
1: But, well, okay, we could sit here and argue the merits of Doomsday Clock and what story did it really tell other than time is fluid when it comes to that book coming out well then it's it's if that's
0: fluid to you know dc comics then that spider-man jj abrams book is web fluid to time when it, when it comes out yeah no yes no i'm all right but with
1: that anything else i say after that is going to incriminate me here on the uh all ages show so <laughs> a lot of editing after that yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. And uh, while you're over at LongBoxHeroes.com, of course, be sure to check out past episodes of this show. Past episodes of After Dark. Uh, be sure to click, check the 2017 Smash Sensation. Todd and Joe have issues. Check out our little thing there for our store, where you can purchase pins or stickers or pins with our fancy logo on them. You can also go to our T Public Store and purchase even more shirts, even more designs. Not only from LongBoxHeroes.com, but also from At Odds with Wrestling, also from Soon to Be Named Network. If you want to help us out even more, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Heroes. where as, li- as little as a dollar a month, you can get two monthly bonus shows from Todd and myself. One where we go through the previews catalog from 30 years ago that month. The other where we go through the oeuvre of film great Mel Brooks. Newest one will be recording this weekend. If you pay $5 or more on Patreon, you get it before everyone else. And that counts for both bonus shows, and you get After Dark before everyone else. We give you so much for so little of your money, but it helps us out, just like any of your purchases that you make, through the Amazon banner at the top of longboxheroes.com. Does not cost you anything extra. Gives us what they call an advertising fee on the back end. And all those pennies, all those little shekels, they count at the end of the month. When I give Todd his share and he sends out the world-famous tweet, cha-ching.
0: That's right. It's the best day of my life. Once, Once a month.
1: month. I'm glad I'm able to contribute to at least 12 good days a month for you. Well,
0: it, there's I have three good days a month. The, the, the PayPal coming in and recording our Patreon stuff, so... There's one in one. So that's three good days.
1: Recording this show weekly is a nightmare hellscape. <laughs> it is. It is Freddy Krueger all around. So some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click through this past week were someone purchased Gorillas' Demon Days Sheet Music. That's an interesting purchase that I never thought I would see purchased. But here we are.
0: Right. That's the band Gorillas, not like yes. actual monkey gorillas.
1: Okay. Uh, Somebody also purchased the two-pack of Marvel Minimates Series 37 of the Doombot and Trenchcoat Thing two-pack. That's fantastic. Somebody also purchased Raven's Burgers, not Sad Scotty Flamingo's Hamburger Stand. Uh, (laughs) But they're a company that makes games. This one in particular is based on the 1975
0: hit film Jaws. Ooh, not Jaws 2, the better movie?
1: Or jaws for the revenge where the m- mother of jaws decides to travel to italy to kill michael cain for some reason i'm not really sure
0: oh uh, it's the mother of jaws goes to kill the mother uh, from the first jaws movie and michael cain they go down to the caribbean uh, why do you it, think they went to italy um i don't know because the jaws had a cheesy mustache i don't know <laughs>
1: Uh, somebody also purchased a handheld shower head. I I could use a new shower head here. The water pressure is terrible. And somebody also purchased the book "If We Were Giants" by Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band.
0: That's right. I may even know who uh, who bought that. That might be the guy you want to rob his house for art. Bought that. Oh,
1: okay. He
0: was texting me back and forth how to use the click through link. So I was like, all right, there you go. <laughs>
1: So thank you, everyone, who made any and all purchases through the Amazon click-through this week, last week, or forever weeks ago. We thank you greatly. Todd, Mm -hmm. did we have any art attacks this week?
0: Yes, we did. From Noah Foss, he sent in, here's a page I picked up in the early 2000s on eBay. Page from Spawn 44, drawn by Tony Daniel. No Spawn, but having Sam and Twitch is just as cool. And it looks like it's from pay, It's from issue 44. It looks like it's page 10 because that's usually what the, the numbering is. And it's really cool. And I even like that there's a asterisk, and it says, like, letters, pizza box, whatever you want. So I'm hoping they put a really, like – like their buddy's pizza place on the box in the comic, which probably came later. Um, but that's a really, really nice page. And if that's Tony Daniels, that's like aping, like Todd McFarlane, that fantastically. I love when, you know, you see an artist and they tell them like, you know, you have to draw like somebody else and some of them can do it. And some of them can't. And Tony Daniels crushed it. So,
1: um, as I'm looking at this, the one thing that I like about it is how you could tell from the inking that that was done by hand. Okay. And that's special. Like that first panel that's just like a black box, second panel that's like a building with a lot of big shadow on it. Mhm. Like it's it's beautiful to see like a hand-drawn page like that where they don't include like dark inking like that is just the coloring. Right. You know, because this was the days of digital inking, or the digital, the days of digital inking and coloring were upon us. Mm-hmm. But to see that you can kind of almost see, like, the pen stroke in that, where some parts are heavier than others, obviously, it'll end up being different on the printed page. Um, right. All yeah, you know, that...
0: Sure, all that black shows up is just black. There's no, like darker black or lighter yeah, black yeah. Or something like that. and that top black square is probably like some kind of font like whatever it would probably say like chicago i don't know i'm just making whatever that would be up there but that's usually what they do when they completely black out a square like that
1: mm-hmm. so really cool thanks for sharing that page with us and uh, as todd mentioned whether it be a piece of art that you've purchased a page that you've purchased you yourself are a burgeoning artist and want to share your art with the world just uh, make sure you tag todd's art attack in that and we'll be sure to retweet it and share it with the rest of the world ourselves right so i think before we get into tv talk that's all we got eh yep that's right that's everything okay so if uh you did not watch dr who this past week we bid you adieu thanks for listening we'll see you next week episode 488 in the can for some but more coming up in just a second for others. So. This was an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah it was. Good night everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to let you take point on this one. Basically the
0: Doctor from last episode. Re- really quick at the end. She's like there's three things going on. And they all seem to be connected. In three different parts of the world. So this episode starts out with the team split up in two different groups and there's like one in Madag- Madag- madagascar there's one in hong kong and i forget where the the third one was but they, they were all running around because there was a missing sub uh a polluted river and a missing astronaut who was in the international space Station, and they all uh end up being uh, involved with water and plastics they all have something to do with it and it's a group of aliens who have shown up who have a virus on their planet that that attacks because of plastic and ends up killing you so they decide to bring it to earth and uh, use it as a, a petri dish and the doctor ends up figuring out that you know, some people aren't who they say they are. And she ends up stopping the virus that it's, which basically comes around to we're polluting ourself, uh, a bit, you know, a message in it. Uh, but I didn't think it was too preachy. I actually don't think it was as preachy as the orphan 55 episode at times. Um, I enjoyed the episode. I don't think it was a great episode, but I don't think it was a bad episode. Um, I think the best parts of it were the astronaut and the cop, uh, relationship the uh the the two of them and discussing with like uh i can't think of the graham the older guy he's like telling him like hey this is all this and you can kind of see him thinking about his dead wife from last season and everything uh, that that's what i liked most about it was their relationship but all in all it's a very formulaic doctor who episode with no you know true great moments so that's what i took away from it
1: uh yeah yeah, I'll say that. Uh I did like the stuff with the ex cop and his uh astronaut boyfriend the most. I thought the actor who played the ex cop was a hot cop. Right. <laughs> Real easy on the eyes. Yeah. Had a had a very um what's his face who played Mad Max in the latest Mad Max. Oh, and he played Tom Hardy, Hardy. Tom Hardy yes. He he was like the British Tom Hardy, not that I Tom Hardy might be British, I don't know, you know what I mean? He he, he probably is or he's some sort of something. He's definitely not American that good-looking. Oh, my heart. Anyway. <laughs> no. Now, if I didn't know better, and I do, it felt as though the part at the end was like they were setting up like a spin-off with those three characters or that we're going to like re- those, see those three characters again. You know what?
0: I wouldn't be surprised. There's only two episodes left because this is a oh, very my short. Goodness. Scene. Yes. So I would not doubt if they showed up again. And she was also talking, if this was older doctor, like not older, but like Russell T Davies or Moffat, uh, doctor who, you know how she kept talking about through the whole episode, there's a talking cat that she was investigating that turned out to not be involved. That would show up later too. But I don't know with this, with this writer, I, they might show up they they might not i don't know i feel i feel he's and i hear rumors that he's going to stretch things out over like another season like we're not going to get all the, the answers like before doctor who would be a season of here's a story and it ends and then the next one might you know use bits and pieces of it but that story's over so i don't even know like what answers we're going to get but they may show up later um i did feel like we it was a spin off like whatever like what was it like traveling three three idiots traveling around the world or whatever they had a they had a video blog the the two the two women and now there's three of them who might do it not interested in that show
1: though uh and i'll i'll, I'll also say this um the one thing that i could hand to doctor who especially this season i love the special effects and the crea- creature effects i thought i think that they're really cool. cool they're really well done Um, And they're done in not, like, a horrific way, but they're done in a sci-fi way Mm -hmm. where they could do it horrific or they could do it, like, really poorly with CGI, Legend of Tomorrow. But they're allowed to because they're Legend of Tomorrow, the show that Doctor Who uh, inspired to become. Mm -hmm. You know, Legend of Tomorrow makes Doctor Who better. Right. Right. But I didn't really care about any of this, I, I, especially how strong last week's episode was. I, I felt mm-hmm. as though this week's episode was a blah. It was. It was a
0: letdown after a really high, you know, moment in the series. The only other thing that I really did like was when the doctor shows up and he, she's talking to that one female scientist who ends up turning out to be the alien. Um, because like and they showed it back within uh, the Tesla episode like she's enamored with scientists and gives them she trusts them way too much and there's a great moment when the doctor's like hey like we're here and it's just a fluke you have a well you know uh, equipped laboratory and then everything she's asking for because she needs to fight this virus she has and about like on the fifth time she asked her for something I'm like man that's a coincidence Like, this is really like that like coincidentally she has everything she needs and then the doctor like snaps into that moment she's like you have everything we need like to do because you're part of this and i was like okay i didn't see that swerve coming with that scientist so i liked it but it wasn't enough to uh to to, to pick up the episode especially coming after after such a great episode like you said and i want to see i'm thinking this next two are a two-parter they're saying but i don't know if they're going to be on the same night like the opening two-parter i'm hoping it's a cliffhanger to give us a little like you know little something extra
1: yeah but like i said this was just you know I'm i with, think yeah. if the previous episode wasn't as strong mm-hmm. because in the grand scheme of things like the the tesla episode and this episode they kind of could have been wherever you know yep and, and i episodes. get where they're trying to do this they're trying to kind of you know put some more important things uh, in the course of whatever. and uh, Now, I, I want to mention this, of course. I'd be remiss. Uh, you cannot base your world on the ratings on IMDb, okay? mm mm-hmm. uh, Because, you know, they can kind of be altered. They can kind of be manipulated, just like any sort of thing like this. Right. But that episode last week, out of 10, has a rating of 8.1.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. The other episodes this season have ratings from 5.7 down to 4.3. And that's mm-hmm. including the opening season, like the opening two episodes.
0: Which I really liked.
1: Right, and I liked those episodes too. So even if we just looking at those two, like I feel as though this, you know... Um, I, you know, and I kind of joked about how the, the the two episodes after the season opener... It was like okay, we've been here before, like the Planet of the Apes and the, you know, the Earth being destroyed and all that other stuff and a bunch of random contrivances and the Tesla stuff felt like it was kind of retread because there was a bunch of Tesla movies and there's apparently even more Tesla movies coming out in theaters this year. Okay, okay, I get it, Tesla's a thing, but you know, maybe the seasons of Doctor Who could be even shorter.
0: I I think if the quality of the writing at times is that way they could be shorter, but like I said, you go back to the first couple seasons of New Doctor Who, and into the David Tennant era, like, literally, like, you would have 12, I think it was like 12 or 13 episodes, with the Christmas episode, whatever, Um, would be, um, like, you would have 10 amazing episodes, one okay, and like a clunker, and I think it's just, that's what it is, you know, and also... Like, when Doctor Who ran in their original run, the classic stuff, it ran, like, from 1963 to 1980, I want to say, like, 86 or 87 or something like that, and then it had a little hiatus, we got that, uh, the, the one movie on Fox, and then we had another gap, like, when you're watching it now, this doesn't apply to you, but it applies to me. It's like, I can only see the doc, the doctor trapped on a space station with an alien. So many times I can only see him, you know, like there's only so many plots you can do. And then it just becomes, we're going over again. And sometimes you need that break. And the, the two breaks that the doctor have really worked. And I'm wondering if we're, if we don't get some really great writing, if it needs to take, Like a a hiatus for a bit But it makes BBC too
1: much money And that's not going to happen So I don't know Yeah well if anyone should know It should be you Todd I blame you when uh, Doctor Who is not great
0: Right and I blame you when wrestling is bad So I blame you all the time
1: Good Wrestling hasn't been bad yet When it is I'll I'll be the first to let you know (laughs) Okay (sighs) <sighs> all right so i guess thank thanks everyone for listening uh this is the real end of long box heroes uh, episode 48 48 uh 488 my apologies 488 there you go uh we'll be talking about uh, a bunch of comics uh we'll see if i hear back from the cgc folks
0: i have to send mine in too so hopefully mine will come back shortly after yours
1: mm-hmm and, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about Doctor Who. We'll be talking about Legend Tomorrow. We'll be talking about Flash. It'll all be great. Yes. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you all here next week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop!